Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. What's good, everybody? We're back with another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. Hang with us as we fill you in and quiz your knowledge on some of the biggest names in music. And at the same time, without a doubt, get way off topic. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and of course, I got with me in the studio, Yoon Chi. What is going on, man? Hey, what's up, TJ? This is Yoon Chi. <laughs> I got somebody really special that I would like to introduce to everyone today. Definitely a big name. Most people have heard of this musician and their group, and uh, very iconic. Pretty sure you know who this is. A household name indeed. So stay tuned to find out who it is. Yoon Chi, who you got for us today? I happen to be sharing a very old musician as well. Okay. So he's like long before my generation, but I hear a lot of his music because his music are very good, and you can hear people doing covers and recompositions in the music contests. Okay. On his songs. Okay. So he inspired a lot of people in the world of music in here in China, right? Right. All right. All right. Cool. So it sounds like we got. Really big icons to introduce today. So,、mm. with no further ado, why don't we get right to it? So, let's get with it. Fact number one, and this is according to the Rolling Stone magazine. This band leader was named Farok Bulsara, as he belonged to an Indian and Farsi family from Zanzibar. Okay, so that's an <laughs> Indian name. Yeah, more or less. And、uh, but later, when he was studying in a boarding school, and I believe that was a, a Catholic boarding school, he adopted a new name and a name that I'm not going to give you right now because it would totally blow this whole thing. So、mm-hmm. I'm going to hold that for a while.、Um, the new name was a name that was in reference to a Roman messenger of the gods. So that's、uh, this is kind of his that's kind of his、uh, stage name. So. For big fans out there, I'm pretty sure they probably might、already? have nailed it already with <laughs> this name.、One. Yes, incredible. But let's keep moving. The lead singer was a terribly shy boy. He was a bit self-conscious, mainly because of his prominent upper teeth that immediately earned him the nickname Bucky. People Bucky. Would call him Bucky. <laughs> Because so, his his upper teeth were kind of like、uh, pointing pointing out a bit. Right, his upper teeth were protruding out. Okay, so he had a <laughs> what we would call a, an overbite,、mm. and this is something that would be well a sensitive point for the rest of his life.、Yeah. And a lot of times when he laughed or when he smiled, he would cover his face because of this.、Um, well, insecurity situ- situ- situation. Right, yeah, right, right. In Chinese, we call that. Bao ya, ya is for teeth. Bao、yeah. is like explosive teeth. Explosive <laughs> teeth. <laughs> I'm not sure if I translated that right, but literally it sounds like that. Explosive teeth. You know, ironically, with this,、um, I guess if you want to call it an impediment,、um, it actually contributed to his voice quality. He was able to.、Um, he had a very unique sound in music. So this is this overbite, I guess, was a blessing for him in the world of music. Really、yeah. interesting how that、And、works. I, I think just for the record, we're not laughing at like people with this situation. No, no, I'm, I'm laughing at your expression. Explosive teeth. <laughs> I've never heard、yeah. that in my life. <laughs> so, and、uh, yeah, I 
earlier we talked about his name and you mentioned that it was uh, an Indian name or I'm not I'm not exactly sure which uh, culture uh, the name comes from. But it's um, something that we see a lot in the world of, uh, well, when you're a celebrity, when you're a star, nobody really keeps their original name. I mean, cha- name changes happen all the time. And sometimes you wonder so. why. I mean, the names that are known to the public are mm. made up names. Yeah. Yeah, just names that have a certain, you know, ring to it. And I was reading on Newsweek, and there were a few other well-known stars that have very different names from, what you know, their birth names. And just to name a couple, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Vin Diesel, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his original name is Mark Sinclair. Okay. Very different from... So both first name and last name it's, changed. It's different. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just a name, like a professional name that people can remember this person by, but completely different. Another one, Martin Sheen. Have you mm. heard this this actor's name? No, no. But what Very was his famous name? actor. His name is, uh, well, Martin Sheen on the, for the stage, but his real name, get this, is Carlos Erwin Estevez. Is that supposed to be a funny name? Or? <laughs> Very different. It's just really different. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so for those who know Martin Sheen and uh, you know, Charlie Sheen and, you know, the, the these actors, their names are, are just different. And it's interesting how that pans out. But I think that's a little bit different for the Chinese celebrities because even if, if they're going to change their, uh, we call it the yiming, like uh, an, art, an artistic name for, uh-huh. for the line of uh, celebrity business, they're still going to keep their... Last name, their family name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they do change, I mean, at least a lot of the stars that we introduce on this show and um, the stars that I'm familiar with, there's always a, at least an English first name. And I think that's probably to, you know, have a more of a presence in other markets, right? I right. think so. I mean, for anyone, if you want to go into the international market, Mm. You gotta have one name that's easy for people all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Chen yeah. Long, do you know who that is? That's Jackie Chan. Yeah, see, that's another <laughs> one. Most people where I'm yeah. from don't know him as Chen Long. It's no, it's Jackie. This is Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh, but there's a. I just thought about an exception. Mm. It's Yao Ming. Yeah, well, oh yeah, he's he's the yeah, exception. Yeah, he kept his original Chinese name, and yeah, well, but it's because it's only got two syllables. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to yeah. remember. <laughs> right. And also in the world of basketball, they say your name many times in a game, so it's like I think you got people are going to remember your name. Yao no matter scores. What. <laughs> exactly. Well done, Yao. But yeah, just insecurities, right? Earlier, we 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 um this singer. Um, had an overbite. And this is something that I think can stick with people for an entire career, possibly even a lifetime. And I was online looking up other stars who have certain insecurities. And have you heard of Meryl Streep? Honey, honey, don't, Yeah, she was, was she the one from Mamma Mia? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember her. Very famous actress, but had some insecurities about her acting. She even thinks that, you know, why why would people want to watch me on the screen? I'm not that good. But actually, she's a, a phenomenal actress. That sounds like a horrible insecurity to have. Yeah, especially if you're an actress, right? It's, it's just like I'm having insecurity about my presentation on this <laughs> podcast. So, yes, oh. it, it's, it's there. It happens. Uh, J-Lo, mm. she has an insecurity about her singing. I've read that she actually said that, you know, I'm not actually good at this. I don't feel that I'm actually good at this. Even though she sold 70 million records, mm. you know, she still feels that she's not a good singer. Wow. And there's another, I'm not sure if you heard of Mike Myers. He's a really uh, famous uh, comedian. And 
he i read him saying that he was worried that one day the no talent police would come and arrest him (laughs) (laughs) that's a funny line (laughs) yeah it is because he's done some really funny movies and but i don't know why he feels he has no talent but again it's just these embedded thoughts that people have that they just don't have talent when from the outside looking in we're thinking yeah these people are super talented yeah so moving on to fact number two Again, according to the Rolling Stone magazine, this band's original name was Smile, but changed later after the lead singer was replaced. Mm. And this lead singer for this band had a flair for the flamboyant. He was a bit flamboyant. Yes, he had a really flamboyant style, very bright and noticeable. Mm. All right. And had also an androgynous style, which is... At that time, and this is in the uh, the 70s, 60s, 70s, um, this was kind of a, a trend. That popular was, style yeah, at the time. Yeah, a popular style at the time. This It's interesting how this plans out because uh, when you have this kind of style, um, you're popular with obviously both genders. I mean, it seems like that seems to be pretty hot, I guess. <laughs> so both male and female will consider that as hot? Maybe. Because, I mean... You know, and that's something that I have always felt about uh, Michael Jackson, because Michael Jackson had a certain style where it was like, yeah, you know, he's a guy, but he also has a, you know, a feminine style okay. to him as well. Yeah. You know, with his hair. And I mean, I don't have to go into the details of, you know. Probably but, not necessarily a fem- feminine style. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Maybe in Chinese, we say that's like Zhongxing is like neutral style. Neutral style. Neutral so style. And- androgynous. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's androgynous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> New word learned for today. <laughs> <laughs> so just somewhere in the middle, and even with yeah. the voice, right? The voice wasn't didn't have a lot yes. of bass in it, and didn't have a lot of uh, very high pitch. Was right, Jackson. So I think it's. I'm not sure at this point. It's a strategy, but it can kind of be seen as one, especially nowadays, where guys can kind of keep this style going and can appeal to both genders. Not even today. I think that's the kind of style for the lead singer of Queens. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's an idea at a lot of, I mean, at least at this time, this artist was famous for this kind of representation. And he had a four octave vocal range. And what was the range for Mariah Carey? She was five. Okay. So just one below Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So needless to say, he had a really good voice. And something signature about this band in the early days of their performances there was, uh, I guess you can call it a spoof or on the stage, something, the microphone stand broke. And so it, wouldn't, it wasn't able to like, you know, stand erect so that he could sing into it. The mic kind of like broke. And so it was kind of hanging down mm. during a performance. And this actually became a signature move for this particular singer. I mean, for all of his concert, not I wouldn't say all, but for a lot of other performances, he would keep this kind of broken style <laughs> of the microphone and so you know, he kept it or he could he couldn't afford to <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure it's not about money i think it's more of this yeah it's definitely the style definitely the style and just but i think that's kind of difficult because they're gonna do a lot of moves 
yeah. on stage, and the microphone is not attached to the. So if it's swinging down, I guess you could, you know, work that into your dance routine. I guess I'm not sure. Yeah, the microphone is swinging <laughs> with your rhythm of your dance. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I mean, that was something that this person became known for in the performances. Actually, wow! Even the microphone is dancing with him. Dancing with him. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's move on to fact number three. So this is according to um, biography.com. This lead singer of this band had some, I guess you could say, friends in high places. Uh. Accordingly, the king of pop, Michael Jackson, convinced the band uh, to release one of their iconic singles. Uh, and at that time, the band didn't want, really want to release it because they didn't think that it was, well, up to par. It wasn't really their style. But according to Michael Jackson, he said, quote, you need to make some, you know, some music that people can dance to. And so they decided to release this signature uh, single that I won't name right now because obviously any of the songs that I name from this band, you will get it. Away. Exactly. So he, they ended up releasing the song with a little bit of a dance beat to it, and it became a number one song on the U.S. billboards for three consecutive weeks. Wow. So Michael Jackson was the person. Was yeah. he the only person for them to thank for? For that, for that, uh, well, for releasing that single, yes, he was the person behind it that told them that they should do it. And I think from since it came from Michael Jackson. Yeah, they、I、decided、can. to do it. Yeah, if it's coming from Michael Jackson, what are you thinking, bro? Just take it. Take the advice. It. And that's not all. Apparently, according to a、uh, 2013 memoir、uh, from a book called "The Power of Positive Drinking." And this was positive drinking. Positive drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a negative drinking? <laughs> I'm saying this sarcastically because it is negative. Drinking is negative, and for listeners, especially young listeners, don't drink. Okay. Oh wow, that's that's advice coming from Yun Chi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this book,、uh, the writer、uh, quotes that this singer got to hang out with Princess Diana. At a on a at a night where they went to a really famous、uh, British bar, and it was actually a drag bar, and so they went there. What's it, a drag bar? A drag. <laughs> it's a it's a place where you can dress up in any and dress any way you want. If you want to say, for example, if you wanted to be a girl for the night, you can dress up as a girl. And if you're a, if you're a man, you can dress up as a woman. So it's called drag. You dress up into different people, and so that was where they went. And you know, obviously Princess Diana and the singer, they were household names, and they couldn't just go anywhere. So they dressed up as different people and went to this place and had a really apparently a really good time. So that was、uh, and and Princess Diana dressed up in quote a camouflage army jacket with her hair tucked up in a leather cap. And dark aviator sunglasses. They got so many details. <laughs> yeah. So that's just kind of cool. It's interesting because I think when you're at that level as a、um, as, you know someone that's really recognizable like Princess Diana, you can't really go anywhere without people following you and crowds and all of that. So to just be a normal person and wait in a queue to get into the club. It's probably an interesting feeling for them, like, wow, this is how all you normal people live your lives, you know. <laughs> Everybody changed their ordinary selves in this bar. Yeah, yeah. And earlier, I just think that I mean, we, you know, this、uh, this band, their style, it doesn't isn't it really dance. And 
I would imagine it's kind of hard to switch your style to get appeal. It, it depends on the kind of musician that you you are. I mean, we you know another episode we talked about Kurt Cobain and Nirvana and right. how they didn't really like to change their style to be commercial, and they were really like hardcore to the cause or whatever it is, like the the, the grunge culture or whatever. But Sometimes in the name of fame, you have to make these, these, you know, alterations in your style. And um, I, I, know, I think that some stars kind of conflict with that. Some of them want the fame and some of them or probably less of them want to just remain kind of underground and stay true to what it is that they're uh, trying to uh, express as artists. And it's not just the musicians, even the fans. Mm. I think there are, I know there are a lot of fans, they will actually abandon the musician once the musician has gone from underground to public. Yes, that's true. Because it's actually kind of, uh, what's the word? It's like betrayal, right? It's like, oh, come on. You know, this is yeah. what, you know, the feature that brought me to, obviously, to your fan base. This is why I like your style, your music. And it's it's kind of me. It's part of my identity. And then when you switch it up, it's kind of like. And you just become a crappy pop musician. It's like you cheated on me, you know, so I'm going to yeah. have to break up with you now and <laughs> kick <Break>. you. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so moving on to fact number four, and this is according to Billboard magazine. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, this band, okay, holds the record for the world's longest running fan club for a rock group, okay? Mm. And here's probably the, the giveaway clue, okay, for people who are not even big, like, huge fans of this band will probably learn who this band is from this clue it also made the guinness book of world records for the uk's favorite hit of all time and for having their album spending more time on the uk album charts than any other artist sounds like i should know this sounds like you should definitely know who this is and if you don't i'm probably going to give you a really hard time <laughs> so my last fact okay fact number five and this is according to rolling stone magazine now this we sometimes have to bring up some of the the tragic elements of some of these musicians lives because sometimes it's in this tragedy that we learn a lot more about them as people mm, right. but also it exposes a little bit more about uh humanity so this lead singer was one of the more famous to suffer and tragically die from AIDS. But he denied his diagnosis in uh, interviews right up until the day that he passed away. And, you know, a lot of people criticized him for doing that. They thought that, you know, he should come forward and speak about this, you know, th this problem so that they could raise more awareness of this uh, disease. But he said, quote, in, a, uh, in an interview that he wanted to protect the people that were closest to him. So he didn't want to say anything about it. And yeah, yeah that I was. Think it takes. I think it takes bravery because it's not just about yourself. I think by the time when it's still not a, a the public doesn't have the recognition towards this problem. Yeah, you're gonna bring. You're gonna cause trouble for not only yourselves but also your families. Maybe that's right. That's right. And he was a. This band was a huge icon in music at that time. And. And it's a fact at this point that the lead singer was was gay, and that was a big problem uh, during the time, especially in the in the 1980s. Mm. Um, and it, there was a huge stigma on that. And so, 
I could understand why this musician didn't want to really speak on it because it would damage the and more than it more than it did because speculation started to surface in the 80s and so the fame about his sexuality about his sexuality and so the fame of this group started to uh, decline and then obviously when he was diagnosed with AIDS and at that time this this that virus was considered a you know a gay plague quote. So it's something that a lot of people had a lot of negative um, images of. And so really it was something that he was kind of suffering kind of secretly and alone, which was, you know, really tough, unfortunate. But um, also famously uh, was something that happened to him and um, again, brought more awareness to the condition. Actually, um, Princess Diana, who hung out with this individual, was able to shine more light on the uh, the condition. She actually went to uh, certain uh, clinics and shook hands and hugged people who had the virus because at that time, people thought that you could pass this virus just by skin contact right. or by you know uh, you know breathing in the, Being same, the air. same room right so it was um, you know it was a really eye-opening time uh, for society during uh, yeah during that time frame huge respect for Princess Diana mm, most definitely so Yun Chi with all mm. of the facts that I have given you if you had to guess who this band or who this person is, who would you say it is? I think this is probably the oh. only time that I, like, as early as the fact number three, I already had some, <laughs> I already had a name in my head. Okay. Because you were talking. So the, the fact was about his uh, no bass, high-pitched singing, mm-hmm. right? And so is it the lead singer for Queens? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear what the judges have to say about that. Congratulations, my friend. It sounds like you actually got it right. (laughs) We are the champions, my friend. (laughs) Queen is one of the most popular bands of all time and have sold upwards of 170 million records around the world. And they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2001. Their greatest hits album alone spent a total of 1,024 weeks in the UK charts, which works out to about 19 and a half years. The Greatest Hits 2 spent 265 weeks on the charts, so their music is immortalized in not just in the UK, but all over the world. Great music, great musicians, and I actually have some very special tracks that I would like to share on the program today. For those of you that have heard Queen, you have most definitely heard of Bohemian Rhapsody. Mama, ooh, I just <laughs> killed a man, put a gun on his head. <laughs> yes, definitely heard of Bohemian Rhapsody. That is the first track that I'm going to play for you today, followed by a short segment of We Are the Champions. Check it out. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. Open your eyes. Look up to the skies and see. I'm just a boy. I need no sympathy. Because I'm easy come, easy go. Little high. Little low Anywhere 
my dues Time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime And bad mistakes I've made a few That was We Are the Champions by Queen. Legendary songs from a legendary band. So, Yun Chi, who do you got for us today? So, this musician I'm talking about today is also from the old times. Okay. And I'm actually start from a fact as early as how he got his name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, fact number one this musician, him and his two siblings, they were named after a river. That runs through Shanxi, so that's where this musician got his name. Okay, so his name is、uh, Shanxi. <laughs> Actually, no,、uh, his name. Wait, after- <laughs> he said he was named after Shanxi, right? <laughs> yes, but so all these Chinese provinces they also have a short name as well. Oh. And the short name for Shan for Shanxi is Qin, and that's where he got his first name. Okay. And I think we are dropping some heavy facts. That's I mean, a heavy fact, really. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I guess for、uh, for his fans, not not a lot of Chinese musicians they have the first name as Ching.、So、really, I, I feel like、away. I've met a lot of people with the name Ching. Yeah, but in China, it's actually kind of common to name to be named after maybe locations, pro- provinces. Okay. Is that a is that a thing in the states? You know, I don't think I've ever met anyone named. Nebraska, <laughs> or Missouri, Missouri, or <laughs> but I I have met people named Dallas. I have、oh. met you know there are people who have names like Houston, right, and、um, different cities in the country. And I'm not sure if that's because that's where they're from, but maybe yeah, their parents, possibly. But、yeah. sometimes people name、um, their kids after certain cities that they're from or where they're really proud of. So yeah, it's not yeah. A, it's not a That it's not that foreign of a concept. Yeah, I think for the states, in some places, it's the other way around. Yeah, it's like the the states they were named after certain figures in history, Washington. Yeah, <laughs>、like, yeah, yeah. That's true. Right, that's true.、Right. Yeah, and certain places kept the original、um, the original native language. For example, like Mississippi, right? That's a, Is it? Yeah, that's how a, did they? That's a Native American word, and I'm not exactly sure what that means, but. It's、um, there are some places that have kept that、um, that actual name. I thought Mississippi is how the clock used to sound like Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi. Really? What clocks do you have that sound like that? <laughs> Because Mississippi is a way of counting. Like、uh, there was one Mississippi, two Mississippi, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's <laughs> a random thought. Very random.、Uh, yes. And、uh, 
So now let's move on to the next fact. Fact number two. When this musician was a teenager, he was a little bit problematic. A little bit problematic. Okay. <laughs> yes. After one big fight with his father, he ran away from. Oh wow! Home. He got into a fight with his dad. Wow, it's yeah. pretty legendary. Okay. Uh, yeah, probably not. Did very... he win? Hmm. I can ask him one day. <laughs> <laughs> so then he ran away from home, and on the streets, he joined gangs. Wow. And involved okay. in some gang fights. Wow! This is the first Chinese like musician that I've heard that got、mm. involved in a gang. Wow! I'm thinking this guy might be a rapper. So stereotypical, <laughs> but it actually does sound like. I mean, the hey, history. Rough, rough upbringings. Yeah, that it brings a lot of、um, you know aggression, stress, and so a lot of people vent. Especially nowadays, they vent it out in hip hop or maybe even rock music, possibly. Right, and at the age of sixteen, this musician he was sent to reformatory.、Yeah. Do you know reformatory? Reformatory. Oh, I'm、It's、not、like、sure what that exactly. Youth, like detention. Youth center detention center for, for youth. Okay.、Like、Reeducation. Okay.、Uh, he was sent to here because because he was having a fight after being drunk. Okay. All right. So, so he got into a drunken brawl at a young age, and he was too young to throw into to jail. So they put him into reformatory. Yeah, for teenagers, <laughs> and that's where he spent over three years there. Oh wow, that's a substantial amount of time. Yeah, sounds like it was a. It's like he was in jail. A serious fight that he had. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure after three years, depending on how strict it was there, he definitely a reformed. Renewed yeah. Renewed man. I'm a new. Man, mm, right? Mm. And actually, during he was in the reformatory, his sister. By that time, his sister was studying anthropology, archaeology, <laughs> anthropology and archaeology. Okay. I don't know why she was studying that, but his sister was visiting him in the weekend when he, when she was studying, and her sister used the money that she won from a singing competition、mm. to buy him a guitar. And so when he was in the detention center,、so、when he was locked up, he would play the guitar. Yes, and he would spend a lot of time、uh, playing guitar. And after he was released from the reformatory, his dad locked him up for about a year. Would his dad what? Okay, his dad grounded him at home for about a year. Okay, and during that,、him. yeah,、okay. and during that, he spent most of the time practicing guitar apart from eating and sleeping. So he didn't get into another fight with his dad. That's that's uh, good. I, I, I guess he's a changed person after three years of being locked down. Reformatory was effective and useful.、Uh, apparently, because the old person probably would have caused a fight, right? Yes. So that's how he got hooked on to guitar and、yeah. music. Sounds like that was his solace while he was、um, alone in the,、uh, in the in the in the cell. I think he did some pretty serious thinking. Sure. In reformatory. Yeah, there's a lot of you know artists who speak on those that have gone to jail. It's almost like being in a hopeless place when you're alone, and you're lucky if you have people to come and visit you. And so, if you have something like a right a, a guitar or a musical instrument, it sings to you, and it like you can really bring out the intricate feelings of your spirit and your soul into that instrument. Yeah, you sort of like build your faith. On、mm. that thing that you can sort of rely spiritually, on something like that. It's just, it, it, it's it becomes your instrument to, of expression、uh, to the world. 
Yeah, you might yeah. walk around the park and、uh, trying to find some gravels, keep it in your pocket, and make a wee chisel, <laughs> and escape the way out of here. <laughs> and that's the story from Shawshank. <laughs> right. I don't think that this guy <laughs> had that in mind, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to the next fact. In 2011, he was undergoing cupping therapy. Okay, you know cupping therapy? Of course, I've tried it.、That's, oh, you、uh, tried it? Yeah, yeah, I've tried that. It was it left some gnarly bruises on my back、uh, when I tried it the first time. But、um, yeah, it was it was、uh, the picture of looking at all of those、um, glass cups on my back. It was pretty epic. Would you say that's red or purple bruise? Uh, at first it was kind of red, and then later it got purple. And like when my family saw the picture, they were just freaking out. They're like, "What are you doing to yourself? Who are you? Why、dating? are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right? Who influenced you to do this to yourself?" You But、know? I'm curious, how did you feel? Did you feel like a physically released or re- relieved?、Uh, at the time, I was in a lot of pain, actually, physically, physically. Back, when、okay. I was when I was trying to lay there and relax for like you know fifteen twenty minutes while this cup is in the, you know sucking. The blood out of my back,、oh. um, but once it was removed,、um, I would say later on that、really? uh, evening, it, it it was weird. I can't really describe it, but I did feel this sense of relaxation, this calm. So, yeah, whatever it was supposed to do, I'm sure it did. Oh yeah. So for those who are not familiar with the cupping therapy, so it's、mm. a, sort of like a Chinese traditional. Physical treatment、yeah. to release、um, muscle the, pressure, the moisture that accumulates in the body. Yeah, and which is kind of hard to explain in Western terms because I try to explain that to people and they yeah, just don't get it. Yeah, science doesn't answer that. Yeah, if you had too much moisture in the body, folks, it, it apparently makes you sluggish, makes you tired, and you have more inflammation in the body. But when you do this cupping, it kind of relinquishes that, so it's it's kind of、wow. cool. Spokesperson、yeah. for cupping. <laughs> actually, know, we are way off topic. <laughs> there's actually a bigger guy for cupping therapy, Michael Phelps. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah in 2016, the Rio Olympics. Yeah, yeah. he was because he's a swimmer.、Mm, mm. And after when he takes all when when he took off all of his clothes on the beyond the 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 venue. Took off all of his clothes. And still, there's a underwear. <laughs> so you didn't take off all of his clothes. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of audience from the West, they were so curious. What are the purple and red dots on the on the back of、uh, Michael Phelps? Uh, uh, yeah, and uh. that's when he was doing the the secret to cupping therapy to the get the secret, huh? To get advantaged in swimming. Yeah,、right? yeah, I can so, see it. I've experienced it, so I know what um what that you know what that entails anyway. Yeah. So this musician. He was also receiving cupping therapy, and but for him, when he was having the therapy, the therapist accidentally spilled alcohol on his body, and、oh, he wait, suffered. Wait, wait. That's okay. So he was doing the cupping therapy where there was a little bit of fire that's burned in the cup, and then they stick it on your back, right?、Mm. But I guess that fire got onto. This person's back and his back lit on fire. Right. Oh my goodness! Wow. Wow. That I... is malpractice to the the third power. <laughs> <laughs> has lawsuit written all over it. Yes, and you can already 
I mean, the listeners, they can already tell that I actually haven't done cupping therapy because <laughs> Tony, because TJ knows even more what? details That's than crazy. I do. You're Chinese. I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to be asking you this information. That's well, crazy. Every Chinese does martial art. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't. So Wow. Yeah, so it, it was horrible. And this like, uh, f- alcohol on fire was spreading on this musician's body, Man. causing the fire. And he had serious burns to his back face. And chest. Man, I think that scared me out of doing cupping for the rest of my life. Man, I won't be going back now. I think it's a very rare incident. So, for those who are interested, it only takes one incident, folks. (laughs) You still go to the certified (laughs) burns all over your back. You still go to the certified doctors, therapists for that. Man. But yeah, for this musician, he actually suffered a second degree burn damage at the surface of the skin and also the tissue beneath that. Wow. And it is sad. It is sad. The burn area on his face was as high as 60%. Oh, man. Wow. Nope. That, that, that was it, man. I'm, I'm done with cupping. Oof. Wow. And can you guess what happened afterwards? Because he was in a lot of pain. <laughs> well, I think you can. everybody can predict that. Everybody yeah. can see that. But he didn't press any charges against the therapist. Huh? Wow. If he's like a 16-year-old version of him, he would probably have a big fight. Yeah, he probably would have burnt yeah. that place to the ground. The, reform- <laughs> the reformatory version. But instead, he said, I'm quoting him, the therapist is a lady from Sichuan. It's already difficult for her to make a living away from her hometown. So me and my family decided not to blame her. Let this accident be a lesson for the, all of us. Yeah, I'll say no more cupping for me. <laughs> or be careful. Be Stay careful. away from the cupping clinics. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, be careful when you're doing the cupping. <laughs> so fact number four. As I told you that he's a singer from like a generation long past my time. Yeah. But I still hear a lot of his songs. I wonder what his style, like what does he sing about? I mean, it sounds like, I mean, based off of what we've heard so far, that he, he came from, well, a place of struggle difficulty so i'm imagining mm. i'm trying to figure out what his music is like well i actually have two examples and just to because his music are all in mandarin mm-hmm. and to offer you a more a better understanding in what he's singing about so one of the songs that i'm, that I'm gonna play later is called the outside world the outside world the outside world was this was this written when he was in uh, the reformatory Actually, you got it right. Really? <laughs> he created this song when he was in the reformatory. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds about right. Yep. So this song is not about being reborn. It's about, actually, it's about a romantic relationship. In the, re- in the reformatory? <laughs> no. Forget about the reformatory. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's about like two lovers. Okay. All right. And uh, so it's about like two lovers. They were happily together. And the guy, so they were probably from like a, a small town mm. and the guy decides that he wants to go to a bigger city and to uh, pursue to pursue his career development okay and then the lady was like oh yeah okay it is it is full of danger but it is, it is also full of opportunities you have my full support and if you're happy there if you're happy out there you have my blessings for you mm, that's her way of saying well if you're gonna go then good luck to you. Because yes. We'll probably never see each other again, right? Yeah, and uh, the, the lyric goes something like this. The world outside is full of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> 
The world outside is also helpless. When you fall in love with the world outside, I'll be here with my best blessings for you. Okay, so she's saying, yeah, yes. Good luck to you. Yes, you get, so you get the gist of it. So yeah. it's from the chorus of this song, and you know what? I think it's gonna pair very good. If there's a Western song that shares, a I will always love you by Whitney Houston. Okay, that's the song you think of. Yeah. And how does that sing? It's pretty much.、Um, <clears throat> if I yeah,、um, pretty much. If we can't be together, I still love you, and I wish you the best. I'm seeing the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not attempting to sing Whitney Houston.、Yeah. Sorry, that's just way beyond me. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yes, at some point when I was、uh, translating the lyrics, I I picture I picture Adele song after this. Adele, okay. Yeah. Never mind, I'll find someone like you, right?、Um, Because you're happy out there, right? And I'm home. I can. Well, no,、you. that doesn't work. Because Adele's saying that you know you're. I'm. I'm getting over you. I'm gonna find someone else to replace you. It's、mm. telling herself that, yeah, you've you've knocked me down to the ground, but I'm gonna stand up and find someone else. Right, th- but it、I、sounds like the, the lyrics I, I, that you、yeah. said before was a lot more sweet. It was more like this is our final dance, our farewells, a little bit more romantic.、Yeah. But I will still always love you, even though you're not with me. Wow! Right, so that's heartbreaking. So, so yeah, I will always love you by Whitney Houston. That sounds closest to what I think the sentiment of what. Okay, point for TJ. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, Well, I think that's my cue to try to figure out or try to guess who this is. Someone that was a little bit before your time, and ah,、uh, I've heard. Okay, there's a, there's a singer named Eekin、uh, Chung. Oh, Eekin Chung, I know him. You've, you've I've heard done... this name before, and I think he, this this fits kind of the profile, at least the 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 time frame. Everything except for the burned、uh, skin. I don't think this guy's been burned before, so I'm not sure. Maybe his doctor was really good. Maybe his doctor was really good. I'm gonna go with Egan Chung. <laughs> well, let's hear what the judges say.、Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, but good try this time. Yeah. So the name of this musician is Qiqin. Oh, it's a little bit mouthful for you, probably. Is it Qiqing? Qiqing, yes. Okay. So Qing is the short name for Shanxi Province, where his first name was from.、Mm-hmm. And an editor described his voice as like a throwing star. I'm being creative here because he said like a cold weapon, just as if from the unknown darkness, his voice hits you, unprepared. Wow. And it stimulates your most delicate nerve. His voice left you quivering, and a paper thin cut on your heart. The wound hurts, but it warms you. You're in pain, but also content. That is the most incredible description of a singer that I've ever heard, and I am super、Throwing、intrigued、star. to hear this song. <laughs> and that's the comment from an editor from Beijing Youth Daily. All right, all right.、Nice. So, what song do you have to play from this musician? So, the two songs I'm have you for today. One is. 外面的世界 ，The Outside World， and that will be followed by 月亮代表我的心 ，The Moon represents my heart. All right, all right. Well, before we get to those tracks, it looks like it's about that time. So, to all our listeners out there, 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Pop Muse. Yoon Chi, of course, man, it is a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing Always, your TJ. musician, your music, and your candor. And for those of you listening out there, if you got a musician you'd like us to quiz you on, be sure to send us a message and we will get back to you as soon as possible. I'm TJ Reed. And this is Yoon Chi. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Peace.
当夕阳西沉的时候，我总是在这里盼望你。天空中虽然飘着雨，我依然等待你的归期。我依然等待你的。叫我死。